Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are recording. I'm trying with three recording methods right now. Doing Zoom, doing a QuickTime Player movie, and doing a screen recording. But that's not interesting to you who's listening. That's just a bunch of boring bullshit. So, what are we getting into? I really have no idea what we're talking about today. It's Solo Rant. It's episode 362. I just had on a badass woman named Claire Lopez, who is an ex-CIA agent and who is as intelligent as the day is long. Uh, That was badass. That will actually, by the time you see this episode, that one will already be uploaded, so I'll just shut up now. Merch, 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 merch is up on the store, including this badass Alex Jones sweatshirt, which is covered in the words of the rant of two rants he gave on episode 911 and episode whatever the second time he showed up on Rogan was, I think 1455. Yep, but that's where we're going. I'm scrambling right now, doing a solo rant. I We're just going. We're going right now. We're talking. We're talking. I love lamp. I love brick. Brick, do you really love lamp? Or are you just naming things you see in the room? Trying to grab onto something. It's like a... It's like you're falling down the side of an icy mountain, and you're just trying to grab onto something that sticks. Just you're sliding down. Just, you know, going down. It's like Ice Age. like the little thing going for its nut. Hmm. I don't really know. Is what are the real tactics of global domination? I, I, I didn't realize it till I was saying it out loud the other day to Mr. Michael Swanson, author of War State, which is a badass book, which is a terrifying book. But it's that it's that the idea that money is going to take down the American empire. It seems laughable. The idea that these these generals in these nuclear bunkers with these just waves of Abrams tanks and B-52s and B-1Bs and B-2s and B-21s and so on and so forth, the idea that they're going to be taken down by money, I just don't see it happening. My biggest fear is that China did interfere in the 2020 election and I have to be very cognizant of what I'm saying I have to be very aware of what I'm saying because I cannot I cannot over the last couple years be making fun of my liberal friends for thinking that Russia is behind everything Russia 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 like that's a very dangerous precedent when you just because you'll start seeing it everywhere um and it's not always everywhere. Again, in the book 1983 by Robert Downing, was it Robert Downing, Taylor Downing? We see that um, he talks about how these Soviet intelligence agents truly started to see British, British and American spies everywhere where they didn't even exist. Um, actually, fuck it. Let's change gears. The, the Special Collection Service, the SCS, is a part of the NSA that installs... Uh, listening devices in obscure places and 
I, I, I've, I'm trying to flesh out this again, try to put it into words. Like I've tried and failed to do the other day about the philosophy of hitman, <clears throat> hitman, hitman, hitman. And it's that it, it's not, it's not always what you fuck. I really don't know how to put this into words. Maybe I'm just getting worse at podcasting, but to cite, uh, Transformers three dark of the moon, the best Transformers movie made. Fuck you is I think it's Soundwave or Shockwave or one of the the evil Decepticons, right? What he does, and me and my friend Matt always made fun of it, but what it it does is it goes up to the back of a U.S. government satellite and it it goes right up behind it and it starts, it has these like silicon, excuse me, has these like silicon plastic, like fiber optic, tentacles, if you will, like little veins, a lot of uh, organic uh, imagery. And um, there's like little lights pulsing up and down it. Again, it's just kind of like a human take on what a what a what a robotic organic animal would look like. But it starts seeping these um, its veins into this satellite and it's like prying open like hinges and stuff and it's going down and like zapping onto like the motherboard or the mainframe right like hacker man hacker 9000 like i'm in the mainframe i broke past the firewall they're good but i'm better um god if that's just not the no no let's not do that right now is is it seeps into this satellite and it but it's it's just that imagery, regardless of the rest of the movie. It's just that imagery. And that's always kind of how I imagine this, like, shadowy, whatever it is, intelligence. It doesn't matter what nation it is, or even if we're just talking about a power structure. But there's this thing that kind of... Another way to imagine it is, um, is uh, I, I think it's, what's the, what's the movie, uh... What's the movie with Ben Stiller where all the kids have to lose weight? The fat, is it fat camp or whatever it is. Um, or you could even go back to uh, the Hulk with uh, Ed Norton when he and the girl who plays like the elf in Lord of the Rings, they're standing in the middle of like a college campus and hangnails suck. And he like notices just he notices like a soldier running behind two like from a tree to a tree you also see in the movie fat camp where it's like imagine you're looking out at like a a field or something with some trees in it and imagine there's like staggered trees maybe like every 50 yards there's like a tree all at different you know different things on the on the x-axis and y-axis and if someone's running towards you, they get behind one tree, go to the next, go to the next, and they're getting ever closer to you. And if you're viewing it from the side or from above, you can see them moving. But from your angle, you don't see anything. But this thing is getting closer to you. And that's that's kind of like the imagery I have of of intelligence agencies. 
It's like they're not this, whereas like an actual military, like an armed opponent is something more like, you know, the soldiers marching in the field, like the 1700s, or just like, you know, a column of tanks coming towards your nation's border. Um, I have a, a pair of underwear I'm wearing is really fucking tight. I'm going to take, take them off, off camera. So you can still hear me, but I'm over here and I'm just putting on sweatpants instead of these underwear. You know, it might not be that the underwear is tight so much as I just need to fucking lose some weight. Oh, that feels better. Well, yeah. But, oh, that feels so much better. Uh, yeah. Um, man, is, is this, is this it? Is this adulthood? Is this that, uh, is this the culmination of it? We're on a rainy Friday morning on February 19th. Friday, February 19th, 2021 at 11.55 a.m. Eastern time. Is this it? Is this the culmination of life? Oh, yeah, take off those, take off that, take off those underwear. They're a bit tight. Oh, that's much better now. Oh, yeah. Um... But yeah, this idea I have of like intelligence agencies, it seems like they just, it's that back of the satellite where like no one knows you're there, but you're there. I don't think I'm putting it into very good imagery. Again, if you can't explain it simply, then you don't understand it well enough. And I've been trying to explain this for several minutes now, and I think I'm failing spectacularly. But as with all solo rants, I don't have a topic. I just start talking and I hope I grab onto something like I'm falling down a tree and I'm trying to grab onto a branch, but I'm not sure that the whole spy agency thing is what I want to go on. Um, and right now I'm kind of fumbling. I'm like juggling. It's live. I don't, it's, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I talking about? And the more I think about it, the more I keep fucking it up. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks I got a 15-inch MacBook Pro from September 2019. It's pretty dope. I like it. Um, I'm going to wait. What's that noise? Oh, it's the vacuum cleaner. That makes the same noise as my laptop does when it heats up. The M1 Max came out this past, I think, winter. And they're pretty dope. But I'm going to wait for a 16-inch uh macbook pro with the m1x chip i'm so excited for that that's going to be like my first big boy purchase you know when you get out of college and you get a job and you you know you see the instagram post so if i bought a car it's my first big girl purchase i'm 30 and i'm i'm gonna be making my first one because i lived at home for five years like a stunted retard but here we are I mean, I don't know, Some uh, this podcast, this equipment may be first big boy purchase, but I'm going to get a maxed out laptop. I'm very excited about it. And I don't know what I'm excited more about, the actual laptop and what it's going to be able to do, or just the fact that I'm capable of making a big boy purchase. I don't have to justify it to anybody. I can just buy it. It might be that. It's a very liberating feeling that I'll just be able to get this thing and not have to justify it to anyone. It's a very odd feeling, but I like it. I don't think I'm going to get the Xbox Series X because I was talking to a guy last night, and he he said that the Series X really didn't blow him away. 
And to me, that's just unacceptable. A new console is supposed to be a religious experience. There's something... A new game is one thing. If it's a new game in a series of games that you've been playing for a long time, Grand Theft Auto, looking at you, those are supposed to be like blown away experiences too, right? Very disappointed with Hitman 3 in that it's a great game. It's a fantastic game. But I really don't see a step above Hitman 2. I mean, it really seems like they did all the same video. It'd be like if I recorded a hundred episodes today. I somehow managed to record a hundred one-hour episodes. Fuck off, just go with it. And then I released one a day for a hundred days. You know, on day 90, you'd be like, man, it doesn't really seem like this podcast is making like progress in terms of quality, video, audio editing. It just kind of seems like it's the same thing. That's kind of how Hitman feels. Hitman feels like it was just a continuation of like an already good product, but it doesn't feel new. It feels like they made this and then they just like when Rick and Morty did half a season and then they were like, and the next half is coming. And it's like, just release it. You dumb cunts. Fuck. Um, but yeah, a, a new console is supposed to be, uh, but back to the, back to the game. Let's see if I can not swear for the rest of the episode. Back to the back to the GTA or the the game. Sorry, Grand Theft Auto. I spoke about that the other day. Where Grand Theft Auto Five, it man, it really didn't. It really didn't blow me away, but it kind of did. I remember the first time I played it on an Xbox One was Fall twenty thirteen. My brother had it on Xbox 360, and I've spoke about that before, but I remember me and my roommate, Ben, um, we bought the game, and we played it when we lived in the, uh, what is it called, the Eclipse? It was a place in Athens, Georgia. We did our last semester of college there. And there was something about that that, you know how, like, smell, um, You know how smell can bring you back to a place unlike any other scent? Or, sorry, on any other sense? There's something about that game where I turn off the music when I play games. I just don't like any cinematic music. I don't like anything. No background, no nothing. I don't want to hear a theme song. I don't want to hear anything. I want to hear the game. Like, give me, you know. It's like when a girl, like, puts filters on her photos and you're like, dude, like, you're beautiful. Like, just let me see you. Like, that's the... And it's not just, like, a cute thing you say. Like, truly. Like, women, like, don't don't put a filter on. Like, you're beautiful as you are. Good Lord. Delicious. But I do remember not turning off the music for whatever reason on Grand Theft Auto V. And maybe it was because I felt like I, I was getting into med school. I had aced the MCAT. Maybe it's because it was the last semester of college. We lived in the top floor of this brand new building. It was way out of our out of our price range, but because it was brand new, we got it at like a super discounted price. So we were able to live basically in this like penthouse. Granted, it's Athens, Georgia, and it's a five it's a fifth floor penthouse. It wasn't some Manhattan shit, but there was something there's something ethereal about it, and I haven't been able to put my finger on it for years. But it was very odd 
because that's the only time in my life, right? You, we always, right? We always look back at things. We always look back and, you know, rose tinted glasses. They're all, you know, it's beautiful. You know, you look back at high school and you remember the story. You're like, ah, man, those, but the reality is, it's like, you knew at the time it wasn't that great. Like I vividly remember sitting with my friend, David, not the David. I always talk about a different David, David CH. And we were in free period in our second semester, perhaps our first semester of senior year. And I remember that we, we were. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply sitting there and I remember talking and us saying this sucks a great teen but this sucks these minutes drag by and I remember David said and one day we're going to look back at this and we're only going to remember the good things but we're not going to remember right now how much this just isn't fun and I remember that conversation I remember us saying this isn't fun but we're not going to remember this. We're only going to remember the fun times. Jokes on us. All I really remember from that entire semester is that conversation. That's weird. An hour a day for like a hundred days, 150 days. And I only have like two seconds of memory. Like, where is that? It just vanished. But I know we only, we look back and we only remember like the good things, like the great things. But and this is this is a shower thought I had uh, the other week, and I wrote it down. So it's kind of a side. I just want to put it out there real quick, just for, I guess, uh, historical record keeping. Is we always so we look back at memories, right, and we see them as as great, right. But we then we say, but you know, it wasn't actually great. I'm just remembering the good parts. Which is, I mean, hey, that's a beautiful aspect of evolution, right? I was talking to my mom yesterday, referring to my grandmother and referring to putting down my dog, is I miss them, but the things I miss are not the things that were there at the end. I miss my dog from three years ago. I miss that memory of the dog. The dog at the end was not the same dog. It was tired. It was, his mind was going, he was clearly having anxiety, I would imagine some sort of dementia, probably terrifying, subjectively, I had to sedate him a lot. He could, he could barely stand, I mean, truly his muscles weren't strong enough to keep him upright. Uh, Always thirsty, his uh, kidneys weren't working effectively, so he had to drink far more water than you normally would have to, and because of that, he was always urinating, and he'd like urinate on himself, and it was sad, and eventually I put him down, and that still kills me. Um... God, I miss Oscar. But that's not the... uh, The dog I miss is not the dog I put down. The grandmother I miss... You know, the grandmother... The grandfather I miss is... The deep-voiced grandfather playing backgammon with my grandmother. It's it's not... You know, it's not the bedridden... Cancer-addled body. Right? Uh, You know, lost a lot of weight from chemo. 
the grandmother I miss is the grandmother who I'd play the, the card game casino with, with me and my little brother who would slam the table when you stole her cards, you know, <laughs> she'd scream. That's the grandmother I miss. I, well, actually, to be fair, I, I, I loved Mimi up at the end as well. I mean, her mind was going, she, you know, still all there, but she just couldn't remember everything, but still sharp as attack. Just couldn't remember everything, but God, she was still just sweet as candy up until the end. Mimi, Mimi was a saint. But for for the sake of the argument, let's say let's say no. That's that's not the grandmother you want to remember. You don't want to remember the weak grandmother who needed help to walk five steps, who whose memory was gone. I remember just like the you know, the the Mimi that could come out and she could shoot a basketball. I mean, she was terrible. She never played basketball in her life, but like physically was capable of going outside and you know, throwing the ball. But I've been thinking more that what if. What if that's not the case? So think about it. High school. I look back and I remember the good stories, the funny times. But I know that that's not what it really was. It was a lot of anxiety, social awkwardness, confusion, just, you know, horniness beyond explanation. And I know it really wasn't good, but I look back on it and I remember the good parts. Again, hey, that's a great, hey, what a great thing about evolution, right? Or the, uh, what a great thing about how the mind uh, consolidates memories. Remember the good things, disregard the bad. But what if that's not the case? What if it's not that when it's happening, it's bad, and you look back and you only remember the good? Well, like things settle, right? You know, when you when you build a new skyscraper or a house, it still settles over a couple years. It's it's very slowly, maybe like half an inch a year, but it but it settles down into the foundation. I mean, it quite literally settles, right? You hear the creaking, like the pops and stuff in the middle of the night, and it's the house settling, right? You take a you take a pie out of the the oven, right, and it it coalesces it um you know you get the skin on top of a chocolate cream pie or something right it it coalesces um snow right you get the big fluffy snow but then you get a couple days of sun and it it melts a little bit but it, it really what happens is it sort of takes a more distinct form right the snow on branches probably blows off the snow on top of cars is removed but the rest of it, it kind of, you know, it's like shrink wrapping something and then you heat it up and it, you know, it kind of takes on its final form. Um, uh, baby's bones growing, right? They grow and then they, they harden, right? The, the, is the epiphyseal, epif, the episeal, the epiphyseal plates, the epiphyseal, whatever the fuck, the cartilage between the bones, it settles, Right. Um, uh, there's a great YouTube channel called a uh, big, uh, stack. I think it's stacked S T A C K capital D it's like stacked casting or something. And it's this dude that just melts metal. I think he lives in Australia. I think he's retired, but it's just this dude that melts. He'll just go grab random shit. Like, like we'll find an old car. 
like an old engine and he'll strip out all the copper and melt it down into copper like ingots or coins and shit and then he stamps it with this like youtube logo it's actually incredibly hypnotic you go find some of his videos and it's cool shit too like you'll take a ladder and just melt it down it's really and i love it because he keeps all the like the filings all the dust all the little shavings like he keeps all of it it's really really i mean he's an artisan um but you he casts these things and then you see them take form they settle right wine you know let it age let it let it 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 becomes the thing it's supposed to become well if in all these things we see that the original fresh out of the oven fresh out of the womb fresh out of the vineyard we see that those aren't the products that are good we'd say that those are the products but now you got to add the 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 variable of time right the the z axis right no well, it's x x y that's two dimensional z is three dimensional what's what would be the fourth th- how do you notify would you do you go to a a b c d e f g h i j a l m n o p q r s t u v w x so would it be the w axis is that time but you had to add, you have to have the time variable right um, Warren Buffett talking about stocks. Some things, despite despite tremendous efforts and energy, just take time. You can't get a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. It just takes nine months. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if you're Tommy. Doesn't matter if you're Warren fucking Buffett. No amount of money. Now I'm sure that there are probably some labs somewhere that can grow a baby in a couple of days, but. Some things just take time to settle, to coalesce. Um, a relationship can be puppy love, right? Uh, just m- mad infatuation and um, and sexual attraction. But it's it's the relationship after years that that really solidifies, right? It's that it's that comfortable uh, reliance and familiarity, right? It's it's the friend that you haven't talked to in a couple of years, but that you've known for twenty years, and you know you can call right now and just talk to. And it's just that very comfortable. It's like learning a new language, and you may be proficient in it, but if at any point you really need to get your point across, you jump back to your native language because you don't think about it. So I'm saying all these things to say that some things just take settling. And is that, is that the rea- so back to the shower thought, we are still on topic. You may not think we are, but surprise, surprise, fuck face. We are. Damn it. I, I, I trust. I was going to try not to swear. Some memories take settling. Or sorry, memories. So, so, so that's the that's the that's the foundations of this foundation of this foundations foundations. That's the foundation of this whole shower thought. Is what if it's not that I remember the good things, but I know I'm only remembering the good things. The reality is, is that the actual thing sucked. What if that's not the case? 
so let's break that down into what is it actually saying right now in the present moment in 2020 2021 i'm remembering something from spring 2009 it's been 12 years i remember that uh, event as i remember event a as something good but i know for a fact that when event a was happening in real time event a actually sucked i look at it from now event a is good but i know that event a actually sucked and, and so what are we actually saying we're saying that as it happened it sucked and that's reality what i'm looking at from now is fake right the it, it's, it's like a push-up bra right you're looking at it and you're going i know it looks great but i know the reality isn't great that's an example right I, the reality is, is I know it's not great, but the illusion, the push-up bra, is making it look great. However, I will challenge that and say, no, the reality is, is it's great regardless. All boobs are great. The push-up bra is the illusion. I don't know if that analogy actually works. Maybe it kind of does. <sighs> what am I trying to say? Maybe it's a different in optimism, a difference in optimism versus pessimism. I know event A sucked, but I'm looking back at it positively. So I remember it positively, but that's a flawed memory because the reality is, is it sucks. Real thing is it sucks. Fake thing is that it's good. That's what I've been trying to say for the last 20 minutes. We accept as the original real thing sucked, but I remember it as good which is fake reality it was shitty reality it was good illusion sorry fuck i'm really butchering this reality is that it was bad the illusion is that it was good so that says that reality is bad and our illusion is what's good right why can't it be the inverse that right there is the sentence i've been trying to get across for 30 fucking minutes Why do we have to take our illusion of our memory? This beautiful thing where you remember the sunniest days of summer, you remember the snowstorms, you remember the good times. And we have this thing and we go, yeah, but you know that's fake. Why do we have to pull that down? Why do we have to ruin that? You know, it's like when you go out drinking and I always have this problem where I'm like, I, well, I used to have this problem where I'd go out drinking and I'd be like, yeah, but these are just chemicals in our brain and we're going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to suck. And it's like, dude, why do you have to, why can't we just enjoy it now? You're 22, you're in downtown Athens, it's a Friday night in September. Just, why can't you just live this now? You go outside, it's warm, you look up, you see the stars, the streets are crowded, and it's just, why, why can't life be beautiful? Why does it have to be, but, you know, this is just drugs in our brains. Fuck off. It's just so negative. So when I look back at memories, I try to switch my mindset now into how come the memory can't settle? Why can't it? Why can't it age like a fine wine? 
when you know when it, when a fine wine ages, you don't drink it and go, "This tastes good." But the reality is, is it's just grapes. It's just grapes. No, people pay thousands of dollars for a very good bottle of wine because you drink it and it's fantastic. Every sip is just mm, just beautiful. You're not craving for the next sip. You're just enjoying the present sip. It's very philosophical. You don't go, yeah. But the reality is, is it's just you don't play. You don't play. Uh, Ace Combat 7 on a 4K TV and go, this is great, but you know, one day we're going to look back at this and it's going to suck. You don't pull out your brand new iPhone and go, this is fantastic, man, in 20 years we're going to be making fun of it. No, you enjoy the high refresh rate. You're 60, 90, 120 FPS. High resolution, 1440p screen, bright, high battery, just, it's, you know, the new app updates and you change it around and the haptics are great. Sure, it's a fun thought to maybe say in passing, or maybe when you're like high, you're going to be like, man, one day this is going to be just like old school walkie-talkie. Sure, but you don't destroy it for what it is. Like when I first plugged in this camera, and I think it's it's in like the 300s, it's like episode 30 something. When I first, I never even tested it. I just plugged it in and started recording. And you can see the first instances, I look at it, and I think my first words are, holy shit. Wow, because it's crystal clear, right? And now, now I look back at it, and this, you know, well, now I look at it, and it's, no, it still seems pretty clear to me, but it's not mind-blowing. When I look back at old episodes, pre-300, I'm like, man, that webcam was shit. But I never thought that at the time. I was like, this is great. I got a podcast going. I mean, I remember I thought it was big dick swinging when I finally, yeah, at first it was just the background was just the Bowflex. And then after that, the next episode, or the, uh, I eventually draped a flag over the Bowflex and I was like, here we go. And then I turned the desk around for episode 50 when I had on Comstock for the first time and I, and I hung the flag behind me and I was like, now we're really rolling. And then I, and, uh, and then I got a leather chair instead of an old world war one rocking chair you know, now I, and and I was like, oh, now we're really going, right, and then, uh, and then I stopped upload, I stopped compressing it to 540p, because originally I was like, I'm just gonna save all the podcasts on my laptop, and it was like, oh, oh, my sweet summer child, now the podcast, even compressed from 4k to 1080, it's still, it's at like 3.6 terabytes now, like, no bullshit, I mean, it's 3,600 gigs, this is a this is a 256 gig laptop. And so I stopped compressing to 540 and I f- took the step and I started putting it in externals like a big boy. And I was like, now we're really going. We got an external hard drive, right? Now we're re-. Then I discovered that if I put it through iMovie and I clicked the little wand, it would not I always thought the wand it was like an i an on your photo library in your iPhone. Or if you're like a subhuman and use an Android, I'm not sure if they have those. But an iPhone, if you click the image and you can obviously you can edit it, what you can do is you can click the little wand, obviously, and it kind of it it it, it, it balances the exposure, the highlights, the contract, the shadow, the vibrance, the saturation, the black point, the white point, the tint, the hue, the definition, sorry, the clarity, the sharpness, the vignette, the noise reduction, the brilliance. I think that's it. But it, it levels them all out so the image looks better. If it's overexposed, it'll make it darker. If it's dark, it'll make it lighter. Blah, 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 blah. And it makes it kind of pop, right? It makes the, the color a little better. Um, 
I didn't know that you could do that with iMovie where you click it and like I thought it just did it to the video, which I don't care about. Like I mean, dude, I'm 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 whiter than snow. Like I'm not doing this. I'm not uploading this as like an Instagram, like Kim Kardashian, where I, they put on the they put on the filter that makes it look like your skin is made of plastic. Like I don't want that. Like uh, this is who I am. Deal with it, right? But I didn't realize clicking it made the audio sound a lot better. So I was like, oh, okay. So now I do this. So sometimes it really fucks up the saturation and it makes it look like I'm trying to edit it. I don't give a fuck about the image. What I care about is the audio. So when it, so that was the next step, right? Putting in the audio, making the audio better. I was like, okay, now we're really rocking and rolling. All right. Um, then what, what came after that? After that was the original Shure microphone I had, the little uh, silver metal one. Um, then it was like, okay, now we're rolling. And I used to, and I would put it, I would balance it on the laptop, like two feet from my mouth. I don't think it ever did anything. And I was like, oh, we got to turn it up all the way, turn up the gain all the way. Cause right. More is better. Now I would put it through iMovie and then I would jack up the volume to 500%, not realizing that it, it kind of made that like deep fried meme noise. The next evolution after that was getting more hard drives and actually I was like, one, I, maybe I need it to be redundant because I realized one time I accidentally lost part of an episode. I deleted it. No, it was with Rob and JP and it somehow ended up deleting like the first half of the, uh, that's what it was. It was out on Rob and JP. You can go back and find it. I think it's sub, it's in the sub 100. It's in before episode hundred. It's Rob, JP and I, but you'll notice Rob isn't in there because at some point I fucked up the recording and had to restart. And then the only part that saved was Rob and I, or JP and I talking for like 20 minutes. We were talking about testicles and stuff. I think it was right before Easter. And I was like, okay, well now I need two forms of recording. Cause what happens when I, what happens if I fuck it up and I, and I, and I don't, what happens if I lose it? And so that's when I started recording with zoom as well as uh, screen recording. So I get two different files, the zoom, it's much lower fidelity audio, lower uh, video quality, but it's a second form. When I had on Mike Durant, episode 95, uh, I Zoom recorded, I screen recorded, and I propped up my phone and my iPad on either side. You can't see it in the in the podcast, but I had them up. And I had those recording because I was like, I do not want to lose this interview with Michael J. Durant, who I'm never going to get again. I hope I do. But I was just like, let's, let's prepare for the worst. Um, then the next step after that was... The next step after the, um, what was it after that? I would say the next big step after that, it was, it, it was getting the new, it was putting up the new camera and the new camera was like, wow, wow, like, this is clear. But it also made me realize just how like kind of shoddy it looked. I just had the flag and then you could just see like the wall with some like cords so then it was put the black sheets on either side and then it was put on the, put the lights above, get some good illumination. And then it was the microphone and it was like, okay, it's all coming together. The point of this whole thing is saying though, is that at no point did I look at it, that I look at the greatness of perceived greatness asterisk is I looked at it and said like, Oh, it looks better. And I never, I never once said to me, nah, this is shit. One day you're going to look back and this is just going to be shit. No, I, I truly appreciated it for what it was at the time. 
always keeping in mind that I want to improve. There always needs to be room for improvement. If there's no room for improvement, well, then you're failing because there's always room for improvement. If you're not improving, that's your own flawed perception that you've perfected something. Except for sharks. Sharks and ICBMs are two things that are the culmination of perfection. They have reached the, they have reached the termination of their of their evolution. Maybe not ICBMs, but sharks definitely. And right now, I mean, I'm still, I mean, this is episode 362, like I'm still tickled. Like when I see, you know, how bright the image is now. And I, granted, I can make the image brighter in the old ones, but it hurt my eyes. I had to put lamps right behind the camera. It would give me migraines. Now I have these diffuse lights that are above me. And I can't, I, I can't even see in my periphery. Now, if I go focus on it, you can, but it's, I can't even see it up here. And the, the lighting is much better. Um, the microphone fucking with the gain and stuff. And I put, you know, the tripod and it's right in front of my mouth. I'm sure one day in the future, I'll figure out a way that it's not covering my face. Um, another thing is, um, is sound. Uh, I moved, a. As I put up in the video yesterday where I showed the studio, quote unquote, is I was worried about sound reflection and I never once worried for 300 episodes that I had a flat screen TV. I mean, I can touch it. My, my finger is on it right now. That's what she said. You just can't see it. It's off screen. That's what she said as well. She says a lot of things. She's a hoe. It's just, you know, between you and me. A little more awesome. But not realizing that that was a flat reflective surface for sound. And then I put, I put these, thanks Roger, shout out Roger, actually shout out Roger's wife, I think saying, Hey, you don't need to buy those expensive sound absorbing pat or, um, um, panels that you hang up on the wall. You can just get moving blankets. They're thick. So I doubled them up on top of that flat screen. I put two tripods back there. Tripods from Mitzi. Shout out Mitzi. I, put, I moved a bureau right there and a filing cabinet right there, and I doubled everything up with uh, moving blankets. It greatly reduces the acoustic, the acoustic reflection. It's not perfect, but it greatly reduces it. I really didn't notice it. So now when I turn on that fan, um, when I take off the, the black mat and I pull it up over the TV to play some video games, when I take it off, you can even just hear the fan reflecting off of it. A loud fan that I'm not going to turn on right now, but a, a loud fan. So it's not even like this faint thing. It's It already blocks out all other sound. It's just... Even with that on, and something as faint as the reflection of the noise of a fan, you pull up the mat, and then you can just hear this like... And it's reflecting. It's reflecting off that right there. And you pull the mat back down, and it gets quiet. So there are all these tiny little things I found that just keep moving it along. And with every iteration, with every uh, gain of function of the new of the podcast, I I don't look at it and say, "Yeah, this sucks." So I'm going to look back at it and it's going to suck because you can't do that. There's always room for improvement. I never want to stop improving, right? I mean, up until the day I die, it's, you know, I'm sure uh, Rush Limbaugh, rest in peace, Larry King, rest in peace. 
I'm sure that throughout their iterations, right, even that, even they at, at the at the apex of their careers. I mean, I'm sure even Rogan, right? They're going to keep moving, and it's like, oh man, we're going to try to bump up to 8K HDR or something. I think there's value in continually improving. I think it's good for the mind. Um, that being said, that doesn't don't belittle your advancements now. You know, be happy with where they be. Be happy, but be hungry. It's a fine line you have to walk between. Don't grow content. Grow content. Grow content and that be grateful for what you have. I try to do that when I'm meditating. I try to be like, hey, think of every time you're really. Think of every time. Think about um. You ever like f- like fuck up your shoulder at the gym or your leg or something lower back? You're like, oh, it's just, oh, it's just. You find yourself kind of having to shift the the to me the the best case of this is sunburns. I can't. I hate. I can't even talk about. So I can't look at people with sunburns. I hate it. I can't watch it. I hate them. They, that's hell on earth. I can't even change my mind. To blah, 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 blah. Is I fuck. I fucking hate. Hmm. Focus. Think about something where you have that's very painful. And then when you have it, you think, man, I never, I never, you know, you never notice it until it's there. Like, have you ever had just like blinding back pain? I've only had it like twice in my life where like you can't even stand. You're just like, you're just, I mean, and there's no position that you can settle in that, you know, doesn't hurt. You know, it's like, a, you know, like leaving like a, you know, when like when I got my tonsils out, it was like if I stayed completely still, you know, on Vicodin with like ice packs, it didn't hurt. It hurt when I swallowed. That's what she said. That she should not be saying that. Um, it should be a loving act. But uh, <laughs> and vice versa, it shouldn't. And he, he shouldn't hurt to eat. It should be a loving act. There is. It, it's that's not a good example the pain that you can kind of like let go away briefly you have to think about the pain that's just there constantly like a headache or a nausea or a sore back to where it doesn't matter what position you're in it just still hurts when you have those things i don't know about you but i know that i think man i never am like grateful for when this isn't here it's not until you, you have a sp- splitting lower back pain or a, a sunburn where you can't even take a hot shower lower back pains where you can't get out of bed um, um a headache to where just like anything but having a blanket over your eyes is painful and then you have to get up and go do something go to the restroom take a hot shower check your phone uh sunburn back pain headache respectively you become acutely aware of how easy life is without these pains and how oh, I just wish I did when I used to have strep throat I just think I'd be like god I just can't wait to not have this pain we're getting braces and it hurts to eat crackers right and I don't mean like some like uh, Caucasian cannibalism I mean actually eating crackers like rich crackers that was good fuck you it's a it's a thing 
that is what I mean by grateful is sometimes you have to be grateful for what's not, you know, when I sit down and meditate and it's, it's at first, my mind will always be jumping around to what are we doing next? How are we going to make this better? I got to get a bigger guest. I got to get more subscribers. Come on, man. You got to do better than that. You're not doing well. You got to be pushing harder, faster, better, stronger. You need to be reading more audiobooks, listening to more documentaries. You need to be getting bigger guests. You need to be posting on more social media platforms. How come you're not making more money on revenue? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you getting that? How come you? And those are good things to have that keep you hungry. You know, uh, there's nothing like a little bit of a, of a healthy jealousy in a relationship. And I need to specify when someone more attractive than you is hitting on your significant other. Your significant other, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're entertaining it and making you jealous, but there's nothing wrong with a little healthy jealousy to make you go, okay, maybe I don't need that extra burger. Maybe I should go to the gym tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with a little, you know, a little kick in the pants. But oftentimes when I meditate, and I need, I've need i been trying to get better about this, my whole life I've been trying to implement it more during meditation is be grateful for right now. And I don't just mean in that sort of like cheesy sense that like, yes, we should be grateful, but I mean, come on when you say like, Hey, be grateful for drinking water. Like it, it feels good. You feel like noble and virtuous to say it, but you don't give a fuck. You can't imagine anything other. I have to pee so bad. We're at 48 minutes and 20 seconds. It's like a, it's a full minute break for the bathroom. So another evidence of improving the podcast is I now am editing out bathroom breaks. I didn't realize just how long they were. In my mind, they really were. I was gone for 20 seconds. I didn't realize I, I, I go for a minute and a half. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go in six months to edit out bathroom breaks instead of doing whatever. This sucks. No. Be grateful for the little improvement that is today. Okay, I'm going to start editing at bath. Actually, I started yesterday. I think that was the first day. What was it yesterday? Did I do a solar rain yesterday? I think I... Man, I'm losing my mind. Um, but be grateful for the little moves that happen, right? Um, don't, don't, don't belittle them. Yeah, so like meditating. You know, I, I try to... Because again, when you just kind of say these, these empty things to yourself, which I mean, they're not empty. They should be grateful for shelter and food and water. But the reality is, is like, I've never been in water. That's just, that's just a fact. I can't even pretend to be, to be humble in that sense. I, I just haven't. So instead I try to go back to, uh, pains I have experienced and we've all experienced our own pains. And I don't think any of us have experienced greater than others. I think there's subjective pain, whether you're a trust fund baby that never has to work in a life, but your pain is, is that you don't have a close relationship with your father or whether it is you're growing up in the, in a, in a war torn village in Africa and you watched your mom be murdered, right? Yes. One of them is objectively worse. It's good to keep that in mind. However, there's nothing wrong don't don't belittle your own pain and that that's what i what i've been trying to do do more is understand that all of our pains but the, but the point is it's like I'll, I'll talk to people sometimes and they'll be like man you know tommy i'm, I'm complaining about this but you know i, I don't know what it'd be like to lose a sibling and for many years i would I, in my mind if not vocally 
I would be like, no, no, you don't know what it's like to lose a sibling. Fuck you. But I realize now that like, dude, that was my, that was my battle. That was the cross I had to carry. I only know what it's like to lose a sibling that's two spaces older than you. My older brother only knows what it's like to lose a sibling one space older than him. My younger brother only knows what it's like to lose the oldest or the you know, three spaces above him. <sighs> My parents know what it's like to lose a child. You know, and I'll never know that. They'll never know what it's like to lose a sibling to suicide when you're 23. It's like we all have our own things. And I don't know what that's like. So I try to be grateful for when meditating to where I'll go back to real pains and really try to kind of focus on them and not not bring them back from the dead and and open those wounds so much as try to remember what they were and how they're not here right now and how there were times in my life where I would just dream just, just daydream about the day when this is all a distant memory and I look back now and I'm like oh yeah like remember that hell? Remember getting a, a remember getting a call that your brother's dead? Remember coming back home and how you could almost feel the death in the air? There was just like an otherworldly coldness in the house, even if you had a heater on. At least to me, I just that's one thing I'll never forget was just how it felt cold. And um, this is coming from someone that loves the cold. It's fifty-seven degrees in this room right now, and I love it. Like that that's a distant memory now. It, it's it'll be seven years and two months. Right? And like I've survived. Remember when you had to call your parents and have them come get you so you could move home in twenty sixteen at age twenty six. And how embarrassed I was. And it's it's all a distant memory now. Like thank God that's not here. Thank God I'm not going through cold turkey clonazepam withdrawals. You know, thank God that first day of a breakup when you're just at the bottom of a mountain or you're in that even, no, I'd say you're at the bottom of a well and you have to climb up just to get to baseline. And you're just like, and it's not until that first day, months down the road, maybe years that you realize you went a day without of thinking of her, him, non-binary foxkin, and how easily we just kind of accept it as like the new thing, without truly dwelling on how grateful you should be. This morning was so like sitting there. I'll be sitting there in bed, and I'll be like, I'll be meditating. I'll be like, hey, you don't have a blistering sunburn right now move around move your skin around doesn't feel like hell like okay hey you're not having anxiety attack to the point where you can't even talk you have to have someone come put xanax in your mouth and sit with you until you feel like your world isn't collapsing into an existential black hole You don't have a blinding headache where everything hurts and you just want to be unconscious. You're just here. 
you're not on the side of the road with a flat and you have to call a AAA. You didn't just realize that you have to re- you retake a course next semester. It just... It's not there right now. And I appreciate where you... So, to me, the best example is working at a liquor store. And uh, just what am I doing? I'm putting liquor on shelves. I just, you know, like a true uh, arrogant, spoiled... uh, self-inflated douchebag I just uh, I think I'm so much better than this it's like hey dude you need to take that slice of humble pie no you're here you're working right now and I used to just think man I something you know, I'd, I'd come home and I'd still be in my liquor store shirt and I'd be like have to pet myself off and be like alright we got a podcast right now or I have to finish up a podcast you be like alright man let's wrap this one up because I gotta go to work and it to just be these brief moments where I'd be like, I cannot wait for the day where all I do is podcasting. And I, and I would think of it as like this world I couldn't even imagine. Like how great would that be? Cause even when you get two days off from work, you can have that brief experience of what it would be like. You wake up when you want to wake up, you go to the gym, come back, get meditation, prep for a podcast and woo, let's go. But even that, it's not. That's not a true uh, experience of it. Yes, on paper it is. You wait, podcast, then you play video games and listen to an audiobook of the next guest you're having, Gucci, right? But there's a bigger component that you can experience because if you have two days off, what's something that you're thinking about? <sighs> I gotta go to work on Monday. Fuck. And for two days, you get to experience what it's like to just do podcasts. And this is, a, for me, this is my, the nirvana, I would I would uh, imagine. But even that wasn't a true example of it because whenever the day would come that I truly did just have to do podcasts, that wouldn't that life would be void of the, I have to go to work on Monday. And it was unimaginable. And then starting on October 25th, I think that was my last day of work or it was like my first day of officially just doing podcasting when I got to quit. Um, and I'm still, it's still very hard for me to like wrap my head around. Like I don't, it's not that I have to go to work in two days and right now I just get to do a solo rant podcast. Like I don't have to go to work in two days. I don't have to go to work in four days. I don't have to work, go to work next week. Like that's fucking insane. And this is what I mean by being grateful. Like remember that I'm talking to myself now. I, I always am. But remember that Tommy, you don't have to go to work, deal with an asshole customer, you know, have to hold it in, you know, like when you hold in a date on or a fart on your first date, it's like you can't go have diarrhea in the employee bathroom because it's connected to the main floor and everyone's going to hear you and you open the door and it's going to reek. So you just kind of have to put out like a half shit and you're just like, God, I can't wait to go home and shit. Like, I don't have to do that. Days where I have a headache and I didn't sleep well enough and I'm just a manager being just not chill. 
and the sun's coming through the window in the morning, or maybe it's 5 p.m., and it's just really piercing through, and you just fuck, and you're trying to, hey, you can go do this, and you're just like, <sighs> like when I'm out changing the marquee, hey, come by for your Malibu coconut, and you're using a long, like, mop pole with a magnet on the end, and it's raining, and you're like, what am I doing with my life? I'm on the side of a highway in Maryland at 10 a.m., soaking wet. Industrial trucks are driving by, delivering whatever to fucking Walmart or some grain silo. And I'm changing the magnetic words to so you can come in and get your high noon seltzer. And it's like, what am I doing with my life? I'm the guy right now that people drive by and you go, at least I'm not him. And it's, so right now, like, what do I have to do? I'm going to do this podcast. And then I got to prep for tomorrow. I got a cool one coming up, but I'm actually not releasing it tomorrow. You'll know when it releases. It's going to be sexy. Um, It'll be released in the next, like, two weeks, probably. No, fuck! Well, now I'm blowing it up. That's going to be the biggest thing ever. It's not. It's it's a but it's a time. It's it's fuck you. It's it's special to those that it'll be special to, and the rest of you go away. But even right now, so like th- that's the realization I, I had this morning, where I woke up and uh, I didn't I didn't have time to go to the gym, and I know the whole you shouldn't say don't have time. Change it from I don't have time to it's not a priority. So therefore, when you say I don't have time to go to the gym, I can say the gym's not a priority. And when you say that out loud, you realize that's not true, and you really just got to put in the hours to go get those abs. I mean, you got to do what you got to. Or, to me, the non-negotiable thing is sleep because without sleep, the rest of the day sucks. To me, non-negotiable is sleep. The second non-negotiable is meditation. Those are the two non-negotiables before a podcast. The first of which is sleep. The second of which is meditation. The third of which, though very important, is still number three, and that's exercising. I'd rather be well-rested. And the next thing is I'd rather just get my mind straight. After that, I'd rather exercise, but I didn't have time this morning because I had to. There's no such thing as uh, there's no such thing as solutions, only trade-offs, or no such thing as solutions, only compromises, or only solutions. Life is a series of compromises. I woke up and did a shower and meditated. And while I was in the shower, you know, the, I thought I was I was I wish I'd gone to the gym first. I, mean, I can't believe I'm not going to the gym. Blah, 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 blah. And I had this moment where it, it just kind of dawned on me. I was listening to Mac Miller and showering and I kind of started to like dance a little bit because it just, I was like, because at first my mind was just running. I was like, I just woke up. I fucking, I got to go to the, I got to take a shower and I got, after this, I got to meditate and I got a podcast come up. Oh, and then I have to prep for a podcast tomorrow. I can't even play video games all day. I have a guest tomorrow. Who am I having? It's a UFO episode. And, it, it just shone into my mind's eye for like a for like a moment. I didn't even realize that I, I hadn't been being grateful for it. Right? It creeps up on you. When I first had to stop working at the liquor store, or when I first got to stop working at the liquor store, excuse me, every day was like, I do podcasts, this is awesome. And it still is that. 90- Sometimes I get lulled into not being grateful. And I'm like, I gotta put it. I'll find myself bitching to my friend. I'll be like, dude, I have three podcasts tomorrow. And she'll be like, dude, you you set your schedule and you can cancel. 
and there's no manager where they can say, well, can I speak to your manager? Cause you canceled. No, I am the manager, bitch. She was like, dude, you, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's just me. And, and I realized that's just recreational. Maybe I like to bitch and vent because that's how we feel human. Even when nothing's wrong, we still... Like, I remember one time sitting around some, like, uh, and uncles and cousins and stuff all up at the lake house. And these were all, like, super conservative people like myself. But I remember they were just like, man, I was at Walmart and I was looking for the right oil and I couldn't find it. There's all these different brands of oil. And it's like, how many brands do you need, guys? I mean, come on. But these are the same people. If there weren't that many brands, they'd be like, these dirty fucking socialists. And it's just like, maybe we just want something to bitch about, man. And so I realized that, oh, I got long nose hair. Oh. Maybe we just want something to bitch about. And so I find myself bitching about the podcast sometimes, but I think that's more of a recreational bitching where it's kind of fun, right? It's like what Rogan says about recreational outrage. It's like a lot of us, whether we know it or not, or acknowledge it or not, or can even begin to entertain it or not, is that we, a lot of us just watch the news because it's a recreational outrage because there's no real outrage in our life. So when you go, they gave how much money to the endowment of the arts? And, blah, 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 and it's like, do you just want something to bitch about? And what a blessing it is that we can have recreational bitching because there is no real bitching. What a blessing it is that we can go to war online with people who want to identify as a, a dragon foot because we don't have a real war of, you know, uh, Japanese dive bombers taking out aircraft carriers, right? It's... But the point is, is I was in the shower listening to Mac Miller and there was this brief moment where it was like, well, you know, fuck, I got to do this podcast and then tomorrow I got to have on this woman and we're talking about UFOs and I need to go over her book tonight. And then I was like, stop. What, like, what am I showering for? A shower and meditation for? Oh, well, I have a woman who's coming on, Claire Lopez, and we're going to talk about her time in the CIA. That alone, just that. Regardless if it's a pop, you're going to go talk to a woman that was in the CIA for 20 years? That's badass. Number two, oh, it's also going to be a podcast? Three, you're making money off this podcast? Four, and then after I have to prep for my UFO guest tomorrow? That's my homework? It's not OCHEM? Well, I loved OCHEM. It's not calculus? Your evening isn't, well, I got to wrap this podcast up so I can go to the liquor store because, I mean, I really got to just stack that Jack Daniels black, whatever the fuck it is. No, it's like, dude, you have to, you really got to, you really got to crunch because you got to learn all about UFOs tonight. And that's what I'm doing for a living. I'm getting money from this, finalizing a contract, moving out of my parents' house. Like, dude, dude, embrace it and love it for what it is. God, I mean, like, this is a dream. Like, this is a dream. Taking, I remember I used to think, man, once the podcast starts t- making money, the first thing I'm going to do is put it back into the podcast. I'm going to get better equipment. Yeah, you're here right now looking at this dope webcam with, with dual uh, light rings and, uh, and, a, and a microphone with a stand and a whatever focus right and cloud lift are, but I have those things. And I have a black background and a big leather chair. And I have 100 terabytes behind the computer. And then I got 25 terabytes in my NORAD vault. 
even just little things where I used to have to plug in every hard drive one at a time and then I had to plug them all into a hub, but now I have them all just clicked up to where I just have to press that big comical green button. It's just little things, though. Uh, for the first time ever, I mean, I, I spoke, I've spoken about this a lot for all of you OG listeners, how hard it is to get guests, right? The 95% ghost rate. I haven't talked about that in like 100 episodes because it hasn't been a thing for all the new listeners. The 95% ghost rate, what that is, is if you send out 100 emails, 95 people don't respond, 5 people do respond, 4 of which tell you no, 1 of which tells you yes, you get that one guest. You got to send out 100 emails per interesting guest. And then in between, you just have to fill it with friends and other former guests. I don't say have to. Those are fun episodes, and I'm grateful for them. But when you want to get on a, a new author or something, you have to do that. Um, and it started to I got more and more authors. More and more authors started saying yes, and that led to a self-acceleration. But now it's going to a new point of acceleration to where I don't have to go out of my way to find guests. I just ask guests. I'm like, do you know anybody interesting? And they send them along. It's at this point, it's a, it's like a, a protoplanetary accretion disk to where at first it's like the rocks kind of have to bundle it together, but now it's getting large enough that it has its own gravitational pull. Now, granted, gravity exists across infinite distances and between all sources of matter, but let's get to a point of nucleation or a coalescence of a protoplanetary, I guess, spheroid, oblong sphere. I'm just saying words now. It doesn't matter. Point is, it's getting to a point where now and you know, I remember early on, it was like, once I had a guest, I was like, oh, now I can do guest number two, and then I can do guest number five, and then I can do guest number 10, and it was easier to get guests, because it was like, now I at least have episodes. And then I got my first kind of like big guest, and it was like, oh, cool, uh, you know, Delta Force guy, Dale Comstock, episode 50, and that led to Mike Duran, episode 95, which led to, I would say, 161, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, which led to 216. Uh, Charlie Duke walked on the moon. Um, not sure if I've topped that one since. And when I look at those, and I look at the, that growth, every time I was floored at that sort of new paradigm. Now I'm at a I'm at a holy grail spot. I used to think, man, imagine when it gets so big that it just starts attracting people on its own. That doesn't mean that I try to pick it apart and go, yeah, but I mean, you still have to find, no, shut up. And is there another paradigm after this? Goddamn right there is. To where maybe I don't even have to ask guests. Maybe they ask me. You know, and to the point where, I mean, what if the podcast gets so big that that's not just a distant idea? What if that's the norm? That's just the standard operating procedure. Guests ask you and you get to curate them. What if I don't even have to do it? What if I can hire someone one day? It's just, they just, they bring on guests. They get me, and I just have to show up. What if even the whole recording and processing and exporting and storing and uploading and social media linking, what if that, right? Because right now I got a, I got a screen record. I got to compress to 1080, 1080 to iMovie, iMovie to export, export to upload, upload to get it, get the screen grab, get the link, put in the link to the apparel right here go buy that sweatshirt put in the link to the apparel take that apparel take that whole link put some hashtags or seos on it and then upload it to like nine different social media platforms what if one day i have someone that just does that for me what if it gets to a point where i just have to show up talk and then leave and it brings in money and sure that's where i want it to go one day but 
don't belittle it for what it is now. Don't, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Don't, don't let it rob you of, uh, don't let it rob you of your love for it now, your pride in it now. You know, and I, and I, every day I try to do something more for the podcast and I, and I get very proud of it. You know, it probably hasn't been since college that I've really had this level of pride in my work where it would be a hellish semester, but then you'd see that GPA just tick up a little bit and just one more thing added to the resume, an A in OCHEM, an A in biochemistry, an A in whatever. And you feel pride when you look at it. And that's what I feel, you know, looking at my own apparel store. Okay. There's a podcast apparel store. Fully functioning. Exists as an LLC, I think. It's incorporated as a tax ID. Like it's, it, it's completely linked up to the Shopify system. You go in, you can use Amex, MasterCard, Amazon Pay, PayPal, Apple Pay. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This thing's real. It's real. It works. Granted, it hasn't sold anything yet, but, you know, that's coming. So, just all these little things that, if you're not careful, you can slip into a sense of, you know, like, uh, like maintenance with a with a drug addiction. What used to get you high now gets you buzzed. And what used to get you buzzed now makes you just feel normal. And what used to make you feel normal now just lowers the withdrawals from terror to slight discomfort. Right? Let's be grateful for what is here now and how for so long I just dreamed of this. And it wasn't even just a waiting game. It happened. And then not only that, it wasn't just that you had to make it, right? You don't just wait until you get into med school. You got to make it happen. You got to put in the work, the thousands of hours of work. I mean, truly, literally, the thousands and thousands of hours of work, of studying, of researching, of volunteering, of applications. You got to put in that work. But even with, so you don't just wait to get in med school, you got to put in the work. But even that, you know, if you put in the work and you do score better than other people, because there's not an objective score you have to get, you have to, you're scored in comparison to your peers. So it doesn't matter if you get an F on the test, if everyone else gets a zero, your F is an A, right? F and A. So... With this, with the podcast, it was, it's, I would argue to me, subjectively, I can say it was harder to get this podcast going than it was to get into medical school because medical school, there's a psychology in that. Yes, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take thousands of hours. Like I just said, it's going to take years. But if you score better than your peers, and I knew I was, then you're on track to win. It will work, right? It's like this might not work, right? If you go out into space and you throw a, a rock, Let's just say there's no orbits, whatever. Let's just say everything's stationary and you throw a rock at the moon. It will hit the moon eventually. You have to wait. All right. Now, what if you're on Earth and you have to, let's use a med school analogy, you have to shale. You have to sail from New York to fucking wherever, somewhere in, in England, to Belfast, right? The path exists, but you still have to put in the thousands of hours of work. And you might sink. You might not. Now the podcast is like Christopher Columbus. You don't, you can't, you know what you want to hit 
and that's why you're leaving. But just because that's what you want doesn't mean that that's what exists out there for you. And whatever exists doesn't even mean that you'll attain that which exists. So there, I mean, there's just terror. There, again, with med school, it sucked, but the goal was there. If you did hit it, you would get it, right? It's like a video game. You got to get 2 million XP to unlock the fucking whatever, the, you know, whatever plane or tank or gun. But you know that it will, you will unlock it. You got to put in the hours, you got to grind, but you know that eventually when you get to that point, you will unlock it. That doesn't exist for the podcast. That didn't, where you might grind for that 2 million XP. You might row your boat from New York to Belfast, but Belfast might not exist because you don't, you don't know where Belfast is. You don't even know that there is a Belfast. There's a port at all, or at least a body of land that you can jump ship and swim to. And that's what this podcast is. This podcast was like shooting a generation ship, but instead of shooting it at another star or galaxy, you just shot it, shot, <laughs> you just shot it into the Hubble ultra deep field where it's just darkness and you hope it hits something. That's what this is. Was. And the fact that that's what this was is why I should be so grateful. Like it's, it didn't come in a traditional sense. It wasn't YouTube like, here's your money. YouTube still hasn't monetized me. Those motherfuckers. They said it takes 30, 30 days from the point where you hit 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 view hours, and then you apply to be monetized. I've done that. I did that in October. It's been about 120 days. Nothing. I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder why. It's because I'm problematic. It's problematic, not the most fascistic, uh, semantic uh, uh, gymnastics. You're problematic. Jesus Christ, if that doesn't... What does problematic imply? That there's a solution. Huh. When have we last seen a final solution to a certain problematic group of people, right? But... I mean, we're seeing that, right? Value all papers. Where are your vaccine papers? Right? We had to use fascism to get rid of the fascist dictator. Trump isn't a dictator if you can vote him out. Sorry. Well, let's not dive into that right now. So be grateful. But at the same time, being grateful for everything, have to also stay hungry. Right? So there's there's a duality. Be grateful for the fact that it's here. That the podcast is working. Don't, don't, don't forget that. Don't, don't, you know, it's not, if I want a bigger TV, I want a new MacBook. I want bigger guests. I want 2000 subscribers. I want to be making money. I want my own room. I want to be me, 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 me. Don't fall into that hole because that's a subjective jail that there's no point of being in. Be very grateful for what's around you right now. You don't have to work at a liquor store. You're moving out of your parents' house. You don't have to go fucking do some nine to five. You're making money doing podcasting, man. Like rejoice in that in that hot tub of bliss. Slip in up to your neck and just. <sighs> but also, that hunger for more is good. Don't grow content. You know, don't let it, don't let it start to bother you. Don't, I want more, I want more. No, dude, it's like you don't have to go to work. You wake up when you want. You get to have the guests on that you want. You listen to what you want. You do what you want, when you want. 
you can do three episodes a day for three days and then take nine days off and it still comes off as the same. Like that's, that's incredible. So don't let it pull you down. However, and this is, and it's a fine line. Don't be ungrateful. I want more. I want more. I want better, faster. No, be very happy for what you have. Don't let it ruin your day. Don't be ungrateful, but don't be content. And that's a very, you know, that's like uh, if you're at a buffet and you just ate a pancake and you're like, I want to go get more. And your mom's like, wait five minutes until that one settles and then you can go have more. Don't be ungrateful for the pancake in your belly. That may not be a good analogy because that's just gluttony. I'm not even going to use an analogy. I'm just going to use the reality of what's now. Don't be ungrateful for this. Don't get your panties up in a bundle. One day you're going to miss living with your parents as hard as that is for me to believe right now. One day you're going to miss it. Right? Just like one day you're going to miss your dog as much as a bitch as he was sometimes most days. Don't be ungrateful for what you have, but don't grow content. Ah, it's at 1,800 subscribers. I mean, that's good. We'll just put out an up. No. Get bigger and better guests. Get cooler guests. Have better conversations. Boost up the audio. Get a more crisp image. Get a get better Ethernet so you can upload it faster. So for time sensitive episodes or, or concerning current events, you can get them up quicker. You know, hopefully economies of scale. Sell more merch so you can start selling it for less. Um, you know, more streamlined uh, guest acquisition services. That's going to be my. That's going to be my division. Gas guest acquisition services, right? always push try to get it sharper you know just be the best you know you get to 2,000 cool let's get to 3,000 subscribers I mean fucking hold that buck knife and go you know go cut throats of the centuries like go go fucking hustle go get it but also don't be ungrateful so it's when it starts to ruin your day remember to be grateful for what you have but when you start but okay hold on let's twist this what is the source of the bad day? I want more. I want more. Well, isn't that bad day driving you to not be content? Man, they're, they're interchangeable. Are you being ungrateful or are you just, you know, feeding the fire of hunger? Fuck. It's a special, it's a, it's a tightrope. You got to walk that. I don't know, man. Who knows? I don't know. I certainly don't know. So I don't really know what the rant was. And I don't really care. I had a much needed realization that like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Keep pushing. Don't slow down. I want this thing to bring in hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue. I want to change the face of mental health. I want to be able to make massive donations to MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies. Like, I want to, you know, uh, I want to discuss things. I want to bring up the past of of America and the CCP and China and and, uh, the Soviet Union and the KGB and the CIA and weapons programs and bioweapons programs and atrocities. Like, bring light to that you know make people realize how important it is that america gets the next tallest fucking skyscraper like we need that 
but also be grateful. Look how badass all the shit around me is. This is like a dope little studio, but at the same time, it kind of looks like it's a cave, like a Taliban cave, and maybe you need to get your own place to get a better studio. Hmm. So uh, what was the point of this episode? Man, I don't know. But I'm grateful that I can just sit down and talk for an hour and a half. And now I have to go prep for a UFO episode tomorrow. Life is absolutely incredible. I'm not addicted to drugs. I'm not wallowing in defeat after uh, getting dumped. I'm getting ready to move out. I've healed and, and grown massively since my brother's passing. The podcast is making money. I have a merch store. I have a dope microphone. Gotta be proud. Be happy. Be grateful. Be content. Don't be content, but be grateful. But you know where gratefulness and being content does not apply? New consoles. Jesus Christ, the Xbox Series X should blow me the fuck away. Microsoft, shame on you. Bill Gates did COVID.